Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. I woke up that morning and I realized, oh my God, I've got company coming tomorrow. I better really spend the day cleaning. Now, those of you that know me know I'm not really a daily cleaner. As a matter of fact, my mom used to say, Cookie, my nickname, if man is dust and into dust he shall return, you'd better get upstairs and clean your room because there's somebody either being born or dying. <laughs> and so I jumped out of bed and I had my three cups of coffee and today was the day I was gonna clean. So I put on my Neil Diamond tape and I grabbed that hand Swiffer and I grabbed that floor Swiffer and I started cleaning. Brother loves traveling, salvation show. Now some people have accused me of being a little hyper. ADHD, I think, is the term, but I thought it was just a rather ingenious way to clean. I mean, you sit down on the toilet and you can clean the toilet bowl at the same time. So the house is dusted, and I go to the dishwasher, and I open the top rack, and I'm pulling out the coffee cups, and I open the cabinet door on the wall, and I put the coffee cups in, and then I lean down and I'm grabbing the plates. And as I come up, I realize, oh, I forgot to close the cabinet door. Two seconds before I hit my head on the cabinet door and I fall down, all the plates are broken. And in that split second before the pain hits, the committee in my head goes into action. Oh, you stupid woman. Didn't you remember that the cabinet door was what? Oh, the pain, the pain. Oh, thank you, committee, for yielding to the pain. Now, in the family that I was raised in, my parents didn't believe in doctors. My mother had three remedies. If there was a cut, she'd pour hoofs, white liniment on it. If it had blood, mercure comb and a Band-Aid. And if you couldn't see the cut or the blood, take two aspirin and lay down. So I had to admit, no cut, no blood. Well, I guess I'll take two aspirin and lay down because my head did really hurt. So I go upstairs to the second floor and I go to my CD player up there and I put Vivaldi's Four Seasons on real quiet. And I open the curtains so the sun can come pouring in and I lay myself down on my sleeping couch, you know the kind where the armrest is nice and fluffy to 
put your head in. And where the two cushions meet, you can put your hips in and you just kind of <laughs> snuggle in. And I pulled the blanket down. You know those blankets that are new that they're so soft, they feel like velvet. And I cover myself with that blanket. And just before I close my eyes, I'm seeing a real bright light. And I start walking towards it. I have never felt so peaceful and so joyful and so serene I don't know what this experience is, but I hope it doesn't pass. Well, I don't know how long I was laying there on the sofa, and as I started to come to, I hear footsteps coming up my stairs. Footsteps, now wait a minute. Did I forget to lock the kitchen door? Now the reason why that is important is because I live in this gorgeous, drop-dead, beautiful house. And when people see my house, they think it's a hotel or a bed and breakfast. And I've had many people come up the second floor to meet the proprietor. <laughs> so I'm laying there. And I gotta wake up. I gotta, I gotta see who's coming into the house. But my eyes won't open. I'd been burglarized before. And so I'm thinking, oh my God, I, this, this is someone to come rob me. I've got to wake up. I've got to scream, who are you? Now my mind is screaming, who are you? What are you doing? But my lips won't move. The steps get closer and closer and I am in absolute panic. Dear God, I'm sorry I have forsaken you. Please help me. Help me open my eyes. Help me scream. I need to scream. But nothing comes out. I need to set up. I need to see who's in my front room. I try to move my leg get it on the floor but it won't move I try to raise my hand to open my eye but my hand is paralyzed to my left side the stepping steps stop and I hear metal instruments hit this, a steel table. And I go, oh my God, oh my God, what is going on? 
How can I hear, but I can't move? And the next thing I heard is, yep, she's dead. And I go, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I'm alive. I've got to tell you, I'm alive. And then I hear a jackknife open. And I'm going, oh my God, am I in an autopsy room? Did that hitting my head create a concussion? And they think I've died and I'm just in a deep coma. I've got to make them aware I'm alive. If I could just move. But wait a minute. Why is the music in the autopsy room the same Vivaldi music I was playing when I went to lay down? What is going on? And I hear the person stand up, and I know, I know I have to tell them that I'm not dead. If I can just move a finger, and my left finger moves. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I promise I'll never swear again. <laughs> I'll be good. But the person standing next to me is on my right side and cannot see that my finger is moving. Oh, my heart is beating so hard can't they see that my heart is making my blouse jump up and down? And I'm so cold. I'm so cold. It feels like I'm laying on a steel table. I've got to wake up. And at that moment, a bright, bright light comes on my face. And in most situations, a bright light like that would make you close your eyes. But what it did for me was it made me blink. And in that blinking, I could see I'm in my front room. And with my finger moving, I could tell I'm on my sofa. Oh, thank God I'm alive. And as I come out of this sense of paralyzation, I move my leg and my other leg, and I sit up and I open my eyes and I see my son Scott sitting in the chair next to me and he's talking on the phone. And he says, I have to go, Todd. Mom woke up. Yeah, she was dead to the world. <laughs> and he's got his jackknife open, and he's cleaning his fingernails. <laughs> and I look, and I see that that warm, fuzzy blanket that had covered me had fallen off, and the house was really cold, and the leather was very cold as well. 
and that bright, bright light that I thought was in the room where they were going to cut me open was the sunlight shining on a mirror and by a miracle hitting me in the face. I'm alive! And my son says, Mom, sorry if throwing my keys on the table startled you. I'm sorry, and I jump up and I hug him and I say, yeah, there's no reason to be sorry. I'm alive. <laughs> now, I have to tell you, that, that nap really scared me. And I went to Google, thank God for Google. And I typed in what my symptoms were. It is a real experience. It's called hypnopomic hallucination. And it happens when you have been sleeping and a part of your brain that hears wakes up. But the part of the brain that controls all body movement, all eyelids, lips, and vocal movement is still sound asleep. And they say that there are several things that cause it. It can be a head injury. Well, we know. It can be stress. But I thought the most interesting thing that it can be is chocolate candy. So I wish you all happy dreams and happy Halloween. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.